Shalom listeners, and welcome to our 15th podcast in our series, Worship Insights Through the Bible. The book of Leviticus, and in particular, the sacrificial system and the feasts of the Lord, give us amazing insights as to God's immense love for us, as well as his plan of salvation and reconciliation. So we're just going to briefly recap what we looked at in the offerings, and then we are going to have a look at the gospel as revealed in the feasts of the Lord. So let's begin with the burnt offering. This was our first step toward our reconciliation or renewed contact with God. And we see here that we strive to live a sinless life toward God and to become a living sacrifice out of our love toward God. Then there's the grain offering, and this is the second step toward our reconciliation with God. Here we strive to live a sinless life toward our neighbor out of love towards our neighbor. The peace offering is the third step toward our reconciliation with God. And here we see that we have continued peaceful fellowship with God and our neighbor. The sin offering is the fourth step toward our reconciliation with God. Here we obtain continued forgiveness of our sins against God and our sinful nature through Jesus Christ. And then finally, the trespass offering, the fifth step toward our reconciliation with God. And here we obtain continued forgiveness of our individual sins and our trespasses against our neighbor through Christ, requiring restitution by going to our neighbor. Now let's have a look at the feasts of the Lord and This we see in Leviticus chapter 23. And, you know, in that whole chapter, there you have the entire gospel of salvation as laid out by the feasts. So let's just summarize these feasts. Now, we begin with, obviously, the Sabbath. And the Sabbath, initially, we we saw at creation that everything was in perfect harmony. We were in permanent rest with God. And then, of course, sin entered and that rest was destroyed. That perfect relationship that we had with God was destroyed. And so God's whole plan and purpose is to restore us back to him again. And so we begin with the very first feast, the Passover feast. And um, here we read in Exodus 12, verse 5 to 7, Your lamb should be without blemish. The whole assembly of Israel shall kill it. They shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts. Now, how was that fulfilled? When we look at John 1, 29, we read, The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And we can go right back to the time of Abraham and Isaac, when as they were walking up the mountain, and Isaac says to Abraham, where is the Lamb? And God, and, and, and 
Abraham then says, God himself will provide the lamb. And then, of course, in 1 Corinthians 5 verse 7, for indeed Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. And so our first step as we come to reconciliation with God is to partake of that Passover feast spiritually, where we accept him as that sacrificial lamb that died for us. Then in that same cycle of feasts, we then have the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And on the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread to the Lord. Seven days you must eat unleavened bread. And let's see what it says now in 1 Corinthians 5 verse 7. Therefore, purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump, since you truly are unleavened. Remember that leaven represents sin. And then in 1 Corinthians 5 verse 8. Therefore, let us keep the feast not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. And then we have the first, the feast of first fruits. Leviticus 23 verses 10 to 14. Then you shall bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. On the day after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. Now let's have a look at what happened in Matthew. Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, the angel said, He is not here. He has risen as he said. And that you will find in Matthew 28, verses 1 and 6. And then 1 Corinthians 15, verse 20. But now Christ is risen from the dead, and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. And so now we look at the whole salvation plan that we see laid out in Passover, but it doesn't end there, because we know that Jesus, when before he ascended, he promised the helper. And so the next feast is the Feast of Pentecost. And now in the Old Testament we read, and you shall count for yourself from the day after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheaf of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be complete. Count fifty days and proclaim on the same day that it is a holy convocation to you. And that is Leviticus 23 verses 15 to 23. Now what happened in the New Testament? Now, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And that you will find in Acts 2, verses 1 to 4. Now, what is very interesting about this feast is in the Old Testament, because of rebellion, we see that 3,000 men died as a result of the rebellion. And in the New Testament, we read just after this, 
when those who gladly received the word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And that we read in Acts 2 verse 41. Another interesting fact is if we go back to Babylon, remember at that point we had one language. And because again of rebellion and sin, God confused the languages. And yet at Pentecost, he brought unity through languages as everyone that was there present heard the gospel in their own language. We then move now on to the four feasts. And the first one is the Feast of Trumpets. Now, these are feasts that still need to be fulfilled. And now let's have a look at the Old Testament. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath rest, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. Make two silver trumpets for yourself. You shall make them of hammered work, and you shall use them for calling the assembly and for directing the movement of the camp. And that is in Numbers 10 verses 1 to 10. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branches has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the very doors. Matthew 24 verses 32 to 33. Here we see Israel, God's fig tree. For a nation has come up against my land, strong and without number. His teeth are the teeth of a lion, and he has the fangs of a fierce lion. He has laid waste my vine and ruined my fig tree, and that you will read in Joel 1, 6-7. I found Israel like grapes in the wilderness. I saw your fathers as the first fruits on the fig tree in its season. Hosea 9, 10. So now how do we see all of this partially fulfilled and what is still to be fulfilled? Well, first of all, as a trumpet, we now have two witnesses only, and that is the nation of Israel and the church. Now, as the church, as believers, what sort of a trumpet are you? What sound are you giving out there? Are you sounding the alarm? Are you drawing people to the fact that a day of judgment is coming? Are you alerting people. You see, while we are still here, we need to be that trumpet. We need to be that voice as we continue warning people about what is to come. And Ezekiel 36 verse 24 says, For I will take you among the nations, gather you out of all countries, and bring you into your own land. And that, of course, we have seen fulfilled as Israel today is in its own land. We then come to the Day of Atonement, 
Also the tenth day of this seventh month shall be the day of atonement. You shall afflict your souls. Leviticus 23 verses 26 to 33. That is still to be fulfilled. We see this promise in Zechariah 12 verse 10. Then they will look on me whom they pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son. And then finally we come to the Feast of Tabernacles. The fifteenth day of the seventh month shall be the Feast of Tabernacles for seven days to the Lord. And that we read in Leviticus 23 verse 34. Zechariah prophesies in uh, uh, chapter 14 verses 16 to 21. And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. And of course, there will once day be a day where we will be tabernacling permanently with our Father. And of course, what will that do? That will complete the cycle and we will come back to being in that Sabbath rest, that perfect rest with our Father once again. That which was supposed to be will be fulfilled. And so I trust that you will be blessed with that. I would encourage you to go and dig deeper into the various feasts and see how you can learn to witness to a Jewish person just by sharing the gospel through the feasts. God bless you. Until next time. 